Now, in studio this morning, as promised, uh, we'll be talking all things tourism, all things uh, Kenya and tourism, the tourism sector. We have Mehdi Morad, uh, the GM Fairmont and Accor Hotels. Mehdi, welcome to Capital FM. Thank you very much. Great to have you with us. You've got a great voice, by the way. Booming. Thank you. <laughs> uh, radio Thank you. voice. Uh, now, let's talk a little bit about, uh, it says here, Fairmont and Accor Hotels. Maybe just uh, unpack that for us. What is that? Oh, we know Fairmont. Yes. What is Accor Hotels? Uh, Accor is the, let's say, the mother company okay. that owns different brands. Amongst them, at the ones we have in, we have 44 brands basically. Wow. But the one we have in Kenya are Fairmont Hotels that everybody knows. Yes. There's the Move and Pick Hotel. Right. Nairobi and IB Styles Nairobi. I see, I see, I Absolutely. see. So, what, what hotels fall under Fairmont? Oh, the three Fairmonts, right. the traditional ones that okay. you know Fairmont, the Norfolk. Right. Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club. Right. Latest open. Yeah. And Fairmont Mara Safari Club. Right. Now, we know that uh, Norfolk and Mount Kenya, obviously, tourism, COVID, all that kind of happened as well. I mean, and we'll get into that, the hit that uh, that that uh, hotels and, and that in the service industry took during COVID. But but let's talk a little bit about uh, what it takes to 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 general manage because <laughs> you, you, you're talking about what, five five I, 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 under, I, under your watch. So there are two with two general managers, okay. but the ones I'm the general manager directly are the three Fairmonts. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is that? I mean, that's that's a that's a quite a big task. Although you get to probably travel quite a bit, yes. beautiful places. Yes. But it's quite a task. Well, uh, first of all, when you look to Kenya, because of the locations of the different hotels, it takes a lot of driving. Sure. I, oh, good news. I love driving. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful country. A lot to see. But it takes also a lot of commitment, a lot of passion. Right. Love for people because yes. you know it's a people's. Uh, industry. We we are just buildings until we start to do service and right. then we become a hotel. Right, right. So you need to know also a little bit of everything, be sure. it food, beverage, experiences. You are a little bit, uh, I would say, generalist of everything and specialist of nothing. That's mm-hmm. how I would say a general manager. <laughs> right, right, right. So jack of all trades, master of none, right? <laughs> exactly. uh, no, but that's obviously that it does take a lot to be a, a general manager. We, we joke. But, but of all three, and I'll ask you this and you can be honest, yeah. uh, favorite place to be? I, you're gonna be hard on me now. You're gonna be hard on me. I, I, okay, I, if you if you were a guest, let's put it that way. Take your general manager hat off. Yes. If you were a guest, what would be your favorite place to be? Again, it's such complimentary. Each experience complements the other. I got, of course, I I, I need to admit, Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club is very close to my heart. Mm-hmm. I've been going to that place during COVID every week. And it's a unique place. You know, when you're on the slopes of Mount Kenya, that view, second highest peak you know, mm-hmm. of Africa. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. Mm-hmm. You can be proud of it. Fairmont Mara Safari Club, community work. I do a lot over there also. A lot of wildlife. My passions are photography and fishing. Okay. So photography, you can imagine, between Fairmont Mount Kenya and Fairmont Mara Safari Club. Yeah, because you can fish in, in, in a new can like the, Kipia for sure. Yes, fly fishing. Yeah. And then, of course, Fairmont the Norfolk. I mean, that unique place, you know, we are in CBD. We are in the heart of town. It's all overbuilt. You get inside Fairmont the Norfolk, Peaceful, lush garden. It's quite interesting, it. Fairmont the Norfolk. When you, because I mean, CBD is loud. When you enter the gates of the Norfolk Hotel, you don't hear anything. It stops. Yeah, I mean, it's that's magic. It's bizarre. Yeah, like, be- it's enchanted, I would say, because you know how loud is your surroundings. Yeah. Okay, we're lucky. The two streets where it is are very quiet, but also the way they built that building. Right. Good space in the middle. Right. You have a lot of gardens, 
There's one noise, though. Birds, they're very yeah, noisy Yeah, they're, but they're not too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a noise we can live with. Exactly. Um, now, obviously, we'll talk about some of the activities as well, but let's talk a little bit about COVID. You said you were driving to Nanuki every week during COVID. Yes. I mean, for a GM of a, of a large hotel chain, and, and again, a hotel, a hotel chain that's embedded in so much history, especially Mount Kenya Safari Club and, of course, the Norfolk Hotel, it must have been heartbreaking for you during those, that period of COVID to, to see that, you know, these first of all, closing them down yes. for, for a certain amount of time but also just to see that these these relics of of our history are 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 being you know um neglected in a way yeah the thing was look it was very difficult to close we are not in the business of closing hotels we're in the business of opening hotels normally hmm. i think in all general managers careers not many um, it was the first time i closed hotels you rebrand hotels they change ownership but you don't close hotels but we did and we closed many hotels in the world but you had to say okay do i concentrate on what is difficult now or do i think how can i bring them better mm. because one thing we were sure is that tourism after covid will never be the same and i think we've been really good we had a good uh, nose for that because we went and changed the whole exper- experiences of fairmont mount kenya safari club for example we're going to talk about it later, I'm mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. But we knew people are not only after a bed, a good food, and a relaxation. There is a relaxation, but there are people who are active. People want to connect with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, COVID, for some things, had some good points for the aftermath of COVID, at least. Right. Okay. And we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit about that experience at Mount Kenya Safari Club. What is different, say, now than it was yeah pre-COVID. And of course, uh, the Norfolk, I think for many of us uh, who live in Nairobi, the the temporary closing of the Norfolk was a big surprise um, because, what is it, 100 plus years, the doors have been open, right? More than 120 now. 120. Almost 118. Yeah, the doors have been open. And all of a sudden, 118 years into it, or 116 (laughs) years into it, the doors are closed. We'll talk about that when we come back. If you have any questions, uh, and of course, we'll talk about general tourism uh, in Kenya as well. If you have any questions, get them in now. You can uh, tweet us, 984 in the morning, hashtag Tag drive in or send us a WhatsApp on 0701-984-984. In studio with us this morning, Mehdi Morad, GM uh, of Fairmont and Accor Hotels. Uh, and of course, with us this morning talking about two or, or three, but two that we, we are s- steeped in so much history as we talk about the Mount Kenya Safari Club. Uh, I should say f- the... Fairmont, the Mount Kenya Safari <laughs> Club, and Fairmont, the Norfolk Hotel, right? I think yes, that's the correct. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, upon reopening, um, you know, you you you've closed your doors for for I don't know for how long was uh, two years? Two years. Oh, really? So you Got guys you guys saw it as this could be long term. Let's not wait. We're going to close it early enough. We didn't really know. Okay. Our life, I would say that. Okay. We knew. Look, there's no more tourists. Nobody can go out of town. Nobody ca- can come into the country. Very quickly, we were okay. at zero. So, but as a GM, it must be heartbreaking to, to to have to 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 tell your, you know, the people working under you that you know we're going to close our doors and we don't know when we're going to reopen. These are the people you see every day. Yeah, you know, you see them more than your family, and mm. you come one day and say, "Yeah, we're shutting the doors." And yeah, it was very difficult. Hopefully, you know, we went through some hard times back then. Try to concentrate on the new. Uh, a lot of the people are back. Mm-hmm. Many have had other opportunities in other hotels of ours, be it in Kenya, be it abroad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we want to look to a bright future now. And now you're back. Let's let's get to the yes. positive side of yes. things. What did you change? Well, let's talk. Let's start with uh, Mount Kenya Safari Club because I understand there's been huge transformations, and and you talked about activities and things like that. What is different from say 2020? Okay, so when we close, I mean. 
That's also, uh, let's call it an opportunity. You closed. For the first time, you have time to stop, reflect, think, re and change things. A hotel of such a hotel with such, such history, decades of history, which never stops. You don't always get that opportunity of rethinking everything. So we rethought everything. So you see, when everyone is speaking a lot about uh, capturing local business, resident business, you hear it all over the world. Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club was the hotel who has always had such clientele. Mm. So now what we wanted to do is give people opportunities to stay longer, to enjoy longer. So we changed the approach. First, we rethought the purpose. You know, that hotel was always sitting within a conservancy, Mount Kenya Wildlife Conservancy. But as long, as much as we were connected, we were not working the best way we could. So we tied, we linked everything between the hotel so that the guest who comes to, one new thing, the guest who comes to Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club pays now a conservancy fee. Mm -hmm. Just It's symbolic. It's 2,000 shillings per stay, which is not great, uh, much when mm -hmm. you compare to conservancies and parks. But why? Because we want the guest to feel that when he stays in Fairmont Mount Kenya Safari Club, it's not only about coming to a hotel. You are supporting community. You are supporting conservation. You are supporting the only bongo breeding program you know these beautiful antelopes of nanyuki mm. I mean, maybe you, you told me you grew up there yeah you I'm often sure see you them driving in anyway right yeah, past exactly. the main gate yeah 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 but so it's all these kind of things so that was our work we worked also a lot on rethinking our food and beverage offering we want to move it from food and beverage to experiences you know uh, we, we we moved from uh farm to fork approach oh wow we are growing most of the vegetables were servings to our guests. That we did during the closure. We are working a lot with our uh, all what we source, all our we're trying to get the meat, anything we're buying from the surrounding also area. So it's all these kind of things. But also we have a new spa, a full oh, new wow. spa. Yeah, very nice. You have to come and check. It's fantastic for relaxation. You have also running tracks, uh, cycling tracks. And so many other experiences. Amazing, amazing. And 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 again, you talk about. Uh, I love the farm to fork approach. If I'm not mistaken, you've got a nice, huge vegetable uh, garden somewhere between uh, the, the rooms. Second gate. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And, and then the other cottages, right? Absolutely. I think I saw it. I, you know what? It's interesting. I saw it when it was growing. Yes. Now it's so uh, interesting enough. You know when it becomes successful, we went to the village, uh, the village close to us, and we invited. We initially we invited. I think it was. 12 uh, women to come and grow that veg these vegetables and that we would buy it from them. Sadly, a lot of them have dropped dropped off during the road. One lady has been there all the way. And look, even during COVID, I was meeting that lady every week, working hard because she was selling to us for our... Because we know, you know, we, we say we close Fairmont, Mount Kenya, but we always had more than 100 security people there mm. and more than... 40 people working on the ground, on maintaining, on, on, you know, rethinking the property and so on. And so she was selling them still the vegetables to us for the canteen and our food. So that lady is amazing. And now, guess when they come to Fairmont Mount Kenya, they get to interact with her. Amazing. You should meet her. She's an amazing woman. And she's, she's responsible for your vegetables, absolutely, your fresh vegetables. Absolutely, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. And, and she would come and challenge me, you know, I have problems with the monkeys. Can you help? How can we do? So we cover it. <laughs> All right. And, you know, we introduced animals. From the conservancy, we let them inside the hotel. Oh, wow. Because it was never possible as long as the hotel was open because animals will not come in. 
But because there was no more people, so now we have blonde zebras, you have uh, llamas Just on the ground. You're going to see when you come back. Wow. So she came to me and complains, like, your animals that you brought in are eating my vegetables. <laughs> so we had to find her a solution. In studio, Mehdi Morad, GM Fairmont and Accor Hotels talking all about Fairmont uh, Mount Kenya's Fire Club, Fairmont the Norfolk. And let's talk a little bit now about your Mara property because uh, uh, I've never been to, the only one I've never visited or stayed at is the the uh, the one in the Mara. Um, and of course, I mean, we know the Mara is an amazing place, but what's so special about, because uh, I mean, there's a lot of different properties in, in the Mara, right? So what's so special about the Fairmont property? Uh, you know, Mara is a, is a very large ecosystem. People think Mara, they see a whole one thing. It's not. You have the park, the main park, and you have conservancies. So f- first of all, Fairmont Mara Safari Club sits on the northern conservancies, on Old Choro to be precise. And it's really a great ecosystem. There you really see community living in harmony with wildlife. And tourism partners playing their role. That's a very good example of throughout the, the years, the past 32 years that hotel has been there, eh? that, that, that lodge, been uh, uh, blocked and Londro and then Fairmont. But tourism, th- that relation between the community and that, that lodge is amazing because they really work together. We work together with them and the wildlife is incredible. And because, you know, we have some research, we're doing a lot of research there. We, we're partnering with people coming from different universities. And it shows that cattle actually makes a great job into getting you the grazers that then attracts the cats mm. that everybody wants to see. Well, people think, oh, cattle is bad. No, cattle is not bad. If properly controlled, cattle is an amazing uh, thing to support wow. your wildlife. Yeah, okay, absolutely. that's something we learn something new every day on, on Capital in the Morning. That's good to know. Uh, Mehdi, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the next couple of weeks. We have our elections coming up. Um, usually, uh, things tend to slow down, uh, and for whatever reason that is. Um, what do you? What is, what is the hotel uh, industry looking like coming up to our election? Now, if you look to the business that is there, very, very, very good. So, because today... Externally, nobody is thinking about elections can go wrong. Mm-hmm. We are speaking about that. We hear that when you live in Kenya because you know the history. But I hope we're going to break that cycle. I hope that these ones, they will be very peaceful, peaceful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then we can just forget about any issues to do with elections. Yes, we shouldn't have situation. Okay, COVID is... Uh, you know, a unique thing, but we shouldn't have situations that disrupt, yes. um, you know, normal life. Uh, and normal life in your industry is tourists coming to stay at, at properties, right? Yes. And, and, you know, interesting enough, we are on a very, very, very positive uh, note and trend in all the hotels. Uh, because we're speaking about Fairmont, but you, you said I have also other properties like Move and Pick Hotel, Ibis Hotel. They're doing better than 2019 pre-COVID. Mm. So, and even the Fairmont are doing better. I mean, Fairmont Mount Ke- Mara Safari Club is doing better. M- Norfolk and, and Mount Kenya just reopened, but they're already on a very, very good trend. So, look, we, we get a lot of issues across the road that affect business and tourism. The ones that you cannot predict, but the ones you can avoid. Let's hope we avoid them. Right. Okay. And and again, uh, Christmas uh, right around the corner as well. But before we get to, to the rest of your year, and we know that holiday time is always a busy time for, for hotels uh, and properties uh, in, in Kenya. But let's talk a little bit about uh, the tourism industry. Are we doing enough uh, from where you sit uh, as someone who manages 
some of the biggest uh, properties and some of the most uh, historic properties uh, in East Africa. Uh, is is there enough support? And and again, I, I don't want to put you on the spot because I mean you could say the wrong thing, but yeah. but is there enough support from 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 the powers that be to to promote Kenya to bring in people that we can see uh, a, a, a very positive trajectory, as you mentioned, in growth? So there's two elements. Is there enough support? Definitely not. Do we need more? Are we doing enough? Sorry, definitely not. We can do way more. Come on, we have so much to promote. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we getting support? Yes, we're getting support. We had a fantastic minister of tourism who's been pushing hard. You have also parastatal organizations that are supporting, but we are not good enough. And we cannot say, oh, we're happy. We've done everything we could. No, we have not done everything we could because Kenya is still re- relying on safaris only. Do we only have safaris? What brings you to Nairobi? Give me one thing. Nothing. We have not developed mm, Nairobi. Mm. So Nairobi is really a stopover on the way to... Sorry, there are things to do in Nairobi. We, hotel hotels, we also tourism partners, be it tour operators, we have not done our job neither. But we have to all push together because we realized it's not something that... You know, some people were living... So many people are living from tourism. Let's start by this. But some people were finding comfort in the way it was working. But I don't think so. I mean... We were targeting 2 million visitors, out of which a good 50% is business, if not more. Take Okay, I come from Morocco. Mm-hmm. I'm Moroccan originally. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Morocco. A smaller country. I don't want to say it has less to offer than Kenya. It has different things to offer. Definitely closer to Europe, which is a very good support for them. But there's a very strict and very, how do you say, very dedicated policy to grow tourism. They set the objective to reach 10 million visitors by 2020, they're already on 15 million visitors at a certain point. So because they worked hard toward that objective. Kenya, we have a lot to offer. Let us work on the same. But that depends. I hope that the next government will even really put serious means to support us in this direction. And how important is, I mean, Kenya is a, is a unique example because obviously a large part of our economy relies on the tourist industry. But how important is a strong tourism industry for African countries? Well, it depends on the countries. But Kenya, sadly, you're going to be surprised. Today is just 4% of the GDP officially. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, indirect jobs, you can take it to 10%. Kenya has a lot of other resources, which is great. Uh, but we... Bringing more tourists in would not uh, undermine any of your other industries. So why wouldn't we tap into that potential? In tourism country, I mean, look, Tanzania. I think Tanzania, if you go to Europe, everybody will speak about Tanzania. Because of, um, they would all come here, go to the beach. Even if they come to Safari to Kenya, they would go still to Tanzania for the beach. Come on. Watamu, mm-hmm. how beautiful it is. Mm, Lamu, yeah. But Lamu, how beautiful it is. But we don't have the infrastructure for that. And we are still very restricting the the airspace. We need, you know, there have been protests from Mombasa tour operators and tourism partners asking for open skies. We need open skies. Trying to save KQ by all means. Yeah, of course, KQ is very important. You know, you need your own airline company. But you don't need necessarily to block the rest. Mm -hmm. We can work together in order to do more. That's okay. what we need. All right. And and for you as a Moroccan living in Kenya, um, maybe uh, tell us a little bit about your experiences so far. What have you seen? I know, obviously, you've been to the Mara. Uh, you've been to Nanyuki, but what else have you seen? What stands out for you in Kenya? Oh, everything. People to start with. People are so nice, so amazing, peaceful, welcoming. And the diversity of what you can see. Listen, I'm Moroccan and I will not try to say it. My heart is in Kenya, though. That's wonderful. And we'll see you soon in Nanyuki, my favorite spot. (laughs) Great to have you on the show this morning, Mehdi. Thank you. Thank you for having me.